Hello, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, wherever you are. Uh, welcome again to another podcast session and the one that we've been waiting for, my chat, my dialogue, my interview with Cheng Sao In of Sao In Architect. So I've made the introductions in the previous teaser, and now we're going to get right into it. Yes, Sao In, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Nazi. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. It's great. It's always great to see you. You've been very encouraging in the school and joining in with crits. Um, I'd like to ask you about that, actually, about architecture education, because you're interested in, in coming for crits and, and seeing the students. Maybe you could take us through your journey of architecture school and practice to warm us up so we can get into this, you know, discussion. Um. Actually, uh, I think my ex my journey through the school are uh, pretty much the same as everyone. Um, went to the high school and and then graduate, went to universities, and then after graduate, and then go to works. I think it's basically like just like many of us there. I think maybe one thing that is probably uh, a bit different that I could remember was um, during. Uh, after my form five, um, I was I I I got an offer for enter to a university, and uh, I tried to apply for architectures, but uh, the course that I was offered eventually was uh, uh, IT management, information technology management, um, and the normal process is form five is more, almost equivalent like SPM and then or all level. And then the normal process is you study A level or STPM, then only you go for universities. But during Form 5, I already got this offer. So I went to the university anyway, uh, although it's not the, the choice of my uh, preferred uh, course. And I spent a few months in the university. Uh, I start to study uh, from economy, macroeconomy, microeconomies. But when I see my other friends who got the offer in architecture and I, when I drop by in the studio, I saw the drawings that they did, the models they are doing. I, I'm so fascinated. And uh, I, I still feel like I wanted to do architectures. So I try all everything that I can to, to get back to architectures. Uh, I, write, I wrote letters to the school. I still remember I even waiting besides the office or outside of the office of the vice chancellor uh, during the rainy days. <laughs> I do all sorts of things trying to get back to the school. But then uh, I think they offered me an interview, but at the end, I still couldn't get it. <laughs> and, uh, and after I hear the sad news, I, I decided to came back to come back to uh, Penang and continue back to my STPM level study. That's another two years. So, uh, and I took the risk because that two year study, it probably end up in a course that I don't like still, but I decided to give it a try no matter how. I, I thought that is um, a small part of the story that I, I'm, I'm, when I look back, I'm glad that I never give up, even though even though all the difficulties and all that. And from there, 
at the end, I, I managed to get an offer to UM. And after finish UM, uh, the first degree, uh, I, I went into the second degrees. And then from the second degrees and after graduations, uh, I joined GDP. GDP is a big practice, yeah. And uh, has, it has an enormous amount of uh, resources. Uh, so I, I, I was very lucky there. And then later on to trust design workshop. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know if in, in architecture school or any time in your the early years of practicing, which direction you're going to take the design approach? When was the pivotal moment um, that sort of you know you you can see yourself doing something or experimenting on something? You know that you know for example this. Uh, timber work that you've been doing a lot so that's quite fascinating uh, I think it's actually not a single aha moment there's no one single moment like enlightenment it's actually a series of uh, moments small little moment and uh, that slow that small little moments I think it's like a slow process it is 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 not happened by planning, and um, I think. What are those moments? What what could you just draw us into a, an event or a something that revealed to you, which which it's not aha, but maybe it's it sort of give you some interest in something or another. Is it theory? Is it practice? Is it practical things? I remember in. When during UM, uh, UM is a public public school, so I think we have a diverse background of people actually uh, coming to the school, and that was the first time that I managed to expose myself to people coming from um, different hierarchy of the society, and uh, it, it, it's it's a it's it's a it's a new way for me to look at things com- completely, and then. Um, I think especially like when the final year of the first degree, the third year, or the final year of the second degree during the fifth year, um, we have studio that you know uh, different critics from different backgrounds, and all these I think encourage um, liberal thinking, and the school allows you to not just talk about it, but uh, discuss uh, about the subject and sometimes you can go uh, deeper in it and then they have the patience for, for you to, to grow and, and yeah move from there. So the school was very nurturing for you um, and meaning giving the patience for you to, to grow intellectually or develop yourself. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Was it not just not just the design school? I realized when I look back. Uh, actually, besides the design school, I also attended some other uh, student body. Uh, I, I joined in a group that we do uh, debates. They, they, they we actually have to read through a lot of books about philosophies, about socialisms, about a lot of things. So I think. Um, so it's, it's not just inside the school and also outside of the school. Yeah, the experience. Sort of a liberal arts education, but not that 
aside, you know, the, the, the minor subjects or extracurricular subjects that was encouraged by university for you to, to, to look into other things besides architecture, that means? Yeah, during that time. I think it's not part of the coursework. Uh, it's the, um, the own curiosity of the student. And then, yeah, there are different kind of uh, student bodies around. And then you are free to join and then you can explore things that you couldn't explore in the class. And then sometimes we, I still remember some, at one point that we, 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 we enjoyed that so much that sometimes we've forgotten about our coursework and then we had to pull ourselves back. So, yeah. But I think that, that's, that's, I think it makes the whole experience of the school much more uh, richer. Yeah. But, but looking back, do you think you could have had a better school experience? Could it have been more? Maybe, do you think it was good enough and, and it helped you along? But, or it could have been better for, if it, it, we, we, we would have changed it. Could it have been better if there are some things that would added into it that it would, would, you know, be much more helpful? Maybe this is more like an afterthought because when after I practice, when I look back, I can see certain things that in the school, if I have a chance to explore, then when it comes to practice, I'm more probably more well equipped. But... Uh, for example, like when uh, I joined GDP, uh, the company are uh, actually very well archived in terms of drawings. And then uh, there are diverse uh, of projects from very big mega projects to mediums and to small. I was very lucky that when I joined, uh, maybe because of my uh, inexperience, I was just given a small uh, house project. And um, that small, because it's a very small project, uh, I can actually handle it myself alone. And I have this, you know, uh, very experienced uh, draft persons uh, in the office, although they are not involved in my projects, but I have a chance to, you know, talk to them and then learn a lot of very useful things from them. And then with the archive of drawings that I can see, uh, it's not just presentation drawings, they are, I asked a lot of questions during that time. For example, I wonder why there's a door frame and then beside the door frame, there's another sub frame. And then they try to explain to me that that was installed during construction to prevent the frame, actual frame from damaging before the actual frame come in and all that. And then to try to keep the alignment of the doors and all that. So I think that, give, that opened me a new dimension about design beyond just the final work. There are many things that, uh, carry on along before the finest, the, the, the design. That, that uh, example can only be found if you were doing practice. How can that be taught in school, you think? Yeah, then from GDP and after when I joined uh, Jutras, um, Jutras is a different setting. Uh, it's usually in an in a area where we, are sur- surround, we were surrounded by lots of uh, bookshops and you know steel yards and all that um GB was was very well equipped we have the latest uh apple machines you know um the best uh office chairs and all that and then when i work in jutras we actually actually have to sit along the same table with you know the the contractors uh the carpenters, the steel millers, and that gives me another insight 
further into actually how things are put together. For example, like um, to do like a giant uh, timber door, you probably need not just an understanding about timber uh, because when the timber is too big, the profile will be very big and then it'll be too heavy to handle and then it might warp over time. So you probably need a steel frame and then there are many profiles steel frame there, L angles, new flat bars, and then how you merge the, how you join the timber to the steel frame. Is it by screw, by bow, or by nuts? That's when I sit down together with all these uh, carpenters builders, I, I start to realize this fun of putting things with, together and make it actually operate. So I think it's a slow um, discovery. It, it starts from uh, a subconscious level to slowly, you know, I start to realize all these things that how it actually came together. So I think maybe, I don't know. I think if, if school uh, at one point, because there are so many things to be taught in architectures, yeah, involve so many aspects of life. But one, maybe one section of the school, maybe if, if it can actually uh, be uh, a class of uh, doing things with your own hands, then we probably understand the, the materials, the, the how things are put together. Yeah. Maybe one day you, you just have to do timber and then you have to carry the timbers for the for the whole week and then you understand the weight of timbers you put the timbers under the ring you see the timber whether warps and then there are many types of timbers solid timbers plywood chipboard what are those what are the different didn't, you, didn't you have furniture design the first year did you remember you had furniture design the first year yes we i remember we made a chair yeah we made a chair <laughs> of, of of the the furniture it was but a good the focus the focus on that was uh, on design. I still remember. We tried to present our concept of the design, whether what, how there are groups that come up with a yin and yang. There are people who talk about, you know, uh, anthropology, you know, how your body suits to the chance and all that. Anthropometrics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anthropometrics. Anthropometrics yeah, so, is also interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's social it's and but uh, yeah, we when we look at students in a design thesis, they some are quite like you. They they have this this tendency to look at tectonics and and you know the material sense. But some students don't really want to go into that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 like you making your way from school to the offices, and you consciously wanting to learn the tectonics, you know, or the construction and material sense. Uh, aspect of architecture, you know, you, you, um, you, there was not a, um, it's not by accident that you went to Jutras, you know, you know that Jutras Design Workshop is um, a, a design and build company, you know, what, what is it, did, how the, did Jutras, a GDW, uh, and how, and you were given a lot of um, responsibility, how does that help you to to where you are now, for example? Um, because in Jutras is a design build. So we have to oversee the whole process, not just on the design part. Uh, we have to understand how materials are brought to the site. 
uh, I remember one of the sites we did was in a, in a remote islands and uh, accessibilities on the materials, uh, transportations, all this has to be taken into account. And that actually shaped the design. It's actually part of the design process, in fact, when um, we're trying to work with the materials or, for example, we have a, a ramp earth wall that actually compacted using the earth from the, from the ground at the existing site. It actually uh, makes the whole process much more uh, meaningful in many ways. It has uh, a uniqueness to the design and also it makes it more uh, green and friendlier to, to the environment. It's very interesting, uh, so in because uh, those people who work with you, you know, like uh, Kamal and Camelia and all those people that work with you, um, I may have forgotten some names. Um, they felt that it was like an extension to the design thesis studio. <laughs> like in, in JDW, it's like another studio. I mean, the relaxed way uh, that was approached at that time, they, they valued it. And some of them, you know, really worked hard uh, in, in finding themselves, I suppose. Um, they appreciated that. Do you, were you conscious of that, that it's just like another studio, almost like a school? Were you conscious of that? Was that intentional of you to do that sort of environment? I still enjoy the, the, li the liberal talking about design when during school. I miss that. And yeah, I, I try to create an environment that is, is non-therapy. Yeah. So everyone could share their thoughts and then we sometimes even argue on it. <laughs> and then we try to find yeah, something meaningful from, from, from all this uh, discussion. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it, it, when you you would you be having the same sort of um, approach when you have more staff in your in your in your practice? Would you, what what yes, what, what I, will you do? Yes, I think so. Yeah, and I I, I think what uh, you currently doing on the studio, um, the issue based on the project, I think they, they are very meaningful, at, at this, especially at this point of time, you know, because when um, we look at the resources of the, the, the especially now and during the pandemics, uh, we, we have very limited resources uh, for, for persons or families or uh, communities or countries or even the world. So I think to to create architectures that it could actually respond to yeah, fundamental questions, I think is, is much more critical than anything else at, at this point of time. So I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think we can afford to create excessive thing that is, is purely cosmetic at, at this moment now. Yeah. You, what do you think? Which project are you referring to? The second year or the fifth year? Um, I mean, the few creeks that I in in your previous in class last year. time. Yeah. In the fifth year. Yeah. 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 They decide context issues. Yes. That, that all the issues come from the site and not created by fantasy or hypothesis. Yeah. Hypothesis or hypothetical um, scenario. It's all there in observa observation. 
Yeah, we 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 had uh, a few studios, a Kampong Kerinci one. Do you were you during the Kampong Kerinci one? You were involved. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great because th- there wasn't any pandemic yet. But halfway through for the PJ Old Town one, that we had pan- uh, the pandemic, and though the students went to the site, that was fine. But the the last one was a UM campus. We did UM campus, and um, I only helped that in the. Sem- special semester and uh, there was two weeks and they managed to go around asking questions. Do you think that's the way forward to do that sort of approach? I mean, would that sort of approach help somebody to build their confidence about going into practice? I think if you look at the spectrum of the education, right, in the first degree or first, second, third or fourth year, um, students are always given, you have, besides the studio, you have the technical course, you study constructions, you study conservations, uh, philosophy, theory, and all that. And uh, every year, from first to fourth year, um, we, every student will be given a brief, a building, and uh, a parameter that's set by the, the studio to, to deliver a project. I think that's very important because that actually is a way to measure or um, grade a student so that we know whether the students are capable to be an architect or not and then so that they can move to the next year from first to fourth year. So I think when it comes to fifth year, um, I think the way how the studio design is very important because with all this skill that they've already proven the student, they, they're able to put up the buildings, they have a skill and all that. So during the fifth year, it should be the task of able to identify the, the roots of the problem scientifically and then to see how to resolve that efficiently. So I think that the issue-based studio allows for that to, to be happening. But there is a setback on this, I realize. Hmm. What is the setback, sorry? I, I noticed there's a pattern because... Um, you see, this, the issue-based studio, um, they evolve from a critical analysis of the true issue of, of the design subject. But sometimes, you realize that architecture is not the answer for everything. If I can share you a, a, a story that I, or, or a project that I heard, okay. it was a school project, a real project I was told, and then uh, the, the school approached our architects and trying to tell them that the, because the school has a very long corridors with classroom on both sides. And then whenever during break times or after school or before school, when students congregate on that corridor, it was packed. And then the corridor is totally jammed. So the, the school actually approached the architects to say that we probably need an extension on that corridor public space for the student to, to hang around. And um, the, the architects t- took up the jobs, but they took a, a while to actually analyze the whole building. And they realized the, the solution to that, to that corridor is actually not to do an extension, but instead to actually change the time of the class to different zone. So when the schools are, when the students come up from different classes, they don't congregate at one time. By saving that, um, cost of building extension and all that, it can actually put the resources to 
something that's more, more meaningful for the, for the school. So they, what they need is just a bell that's set to a different time zone. The cost of setting the bell instead of cost of building that. So the this, this issue-based um, studio, the setback would be if the analysis um, of, this, of the issue, at the end, the student realized that it doesn't require an architectural resolution. But because it's academic, we still need to judge the capability of the student. How do we, how do we evaluate whether the students are capable to finish or complete, graduate from the master's when he doesn't have a building? Like, like the school case I, I, I shared just now. So it, it always, at the end, I realized uh, at some case, um, when they have the right issues, but they are, they are, they are conformed to the requirements that they have to actually produce a building at the, eventually. And the, the buildings may not necessarily address to the uh, issues. You remember, so, uh, yeah, 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 that is true. And um, having practicing architect as member of the studio, who are very, you know, they can they can pick up things on the drawings that academics like me sometimes a bit slow to pick up, you see. And having a team uh, from different angles and viewpoints um, pick up, you know, that's why external critics coming in for interim crit is important because you can pick these things up, you know. Um, especially those who are sympathetic to the, the philosophy of the studio, you know, and, and it, it is only the feedback is so important. The student learn from the feedback and then they, they would make some decisions going forward. So the, the, I, the, the, um, uh, in, in, in examples like that, it's quite common where the student identify problems and some problems cannot be solved by um, design, but by management or operations, like what you said just now. So we only focus on, on what the student can design, yeah, and the problems that the student can design. Um, so uh, that's true. And um, um, uh, I, I just want to point out something to you. I just want to address something to you. If you remember Lo Ju Yin, one of our students did a street market. Remember, and it was deemed not architectural enough. So that was a debate that, that I had with the school, right? <laughs> that I said she had a lot of complexities. Just um, redesigning the street was a, a complex in itself because it's about transportation. You know, that transportation is a legitimate issue. It's just horizontal, a lot of horizontal solution. It's not a vertical solution, but the school wanted more vertical solution and complexities like... Um, services and structure, but I said that is also, although it's horizontal and it's, there is services and structure there, but it's horizontal, right? So, you know, this is something that uh, the perception of what is deemed architecture, you know, is, is uh, something that academics have to go and agree upon, you know, that allowed, if the student enjoy and feel that they they are challenged enough, and we feel that it's challenging enough. That should be sufficient, isn't it? What do you think about that, uh, Sawin? I think the concerns of have, having to produce something that is tangible for you to evaluate, I think that's still valid. But I think we are at a point of time, I think it's very interesting. We are at this point of time where 
we can't afford to produce building for the sake of producing building anymore. We are at this point of time almost up to that limit already. For example, the projects that I mentioned about the sound of school, the money that they save on the corridors is probably worth more, much more than the corridors. Yeah. So I think it's interesting we at this transition point. The education, how do we design the education or engineer that 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 cost so that students who actually come up with this sort of innovative solution, how they can be evaluated. I don't think there is a, I think there must be some way of actually judging the, the criteria. The I just I just read the news, I didn't go uh, in depth. Um, this year Pulitzer, not Pulitzer, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer is for architecture, Pulitzer is for journalism. Uh, the winner of this year Pulitzer, one of them is actually uh, an architect. And she did an investigative uh, on report actually on Xinjiang issues. And she actually um, uh, used her knowledge on architectures and trying to research about that whole issues. You can read. Uh, Xinjiang, uh, sorry, what issue again? Xinjiang. Um, her name, I think, is Ellen Killing. Uh, the, it's the recent year, I think this year, Pulitzer. Yeah. What? Uh, what what issue was it? Xinjiang, you said. Xinjiang, yeah. Xinjiang in China. There's there's a yeah, there's a debate of uh, uh, forced labels and all that. Okay. Yeah. okay. So her, her study was actually a research uh, using her architectural knowledge on that. And I think the reason I mentioned about this is because the issue driven uh, that done by some of the students, maybe they can judge not simply by um, the conventional architectures, you know, look at buildings, how many stories do you have? They are basing on their analytical uh, or how thorough they go for their research. Just like a journalist. I think that if they can judge how a journalist actually do a thorough report, I'm sure we also have a criteria that how we can judge a student whether they have actually do their thorough works on, on, on their subject. Can you spell Xinjiang again? Xinjiang is X-I-N-J-I-A-N-G. Thank you. But please continue. Yeah. Because the worry, I think the issue-driven uh, topic is you, 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 you probably worry that a student that doesn't come up with anything at the end of the semester and claim that he has done a lot of works. That's another extreme of, 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 the, of the course. So... I think there is a way, I think, yeah. Just like how they, they, how do you prove, just like Hawking's, Hawking has a theory of uh, black holes and then he spent years and years trying to prove the black holes. I think you need, you know, that, that study and the formulas to actually prove the things that you, you can actually present them, yeah. In, but you in know, the School of Architecture, you have only one year course. You don't have the whole lifetime <laughs> to prove. On that <laughs> And that note, Sao In, I, I would like to end part one. I would like to end part one of our conversation for now, and we will continue with part two as soon as possible. I am stopping the recording here. Thank you so much for the first part. <laughs>